Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, wa salatu Rasulillah. O Muslims, Allah the Exalted established evidence to direct creation to His religion and guide them to His path. Whomsoever is blessed with guidance will see it. Whomsoever chooses the crooked path will be blind to it. Allah has given us worldly and religious evidences. From the worldly evidence is the wisdom behind our Lord's Sharia, whether apparent or unapparent. Some unapparent wisdoms may manifest themselves during a person's life to strengthen his iman, that is belief, increase his yaqeen, certainty, and reinforce his gratitude, to and reinforce his gratitude and servitude to Allah. Glorifying the sacred house of Allah is a sign from the signs of Allah in his creation. Throughout the time, locals and vis visitors jointly honored it, whether in the era of ignorance or in the Islamic period. From different nationalities, colors, and locations, honoring in a way reserved only for it. This generalization is not spoiled by the few individuals or groups who violated its sanctity at certain times, because they were rare compared to the times that this house was honored, and the number of individuals who violated the sanctity are only a few compared to the number who glorified it. Every year, millions of people come to perform Umrah and Hajj, and all of them are honoring it and worshiping Allah the Exalted. Glorifying the sacred house was deeply entrenched in the pre-Islamic Arabs, and from what we know about them in this regard is that Quraysh, in the period of Qusay bin Kilab, used to prohibit living in Mecca, and used to honor it to the point that they would not build another house with the house of Allah the Exalted. They used to go to Mecca during the daytime, and in the evening, afternoon, they would leave and go outside of its boundaries. They did not allow the major impurity within Mecca. When Qusay got an upper hand on his people, he built the Kaaba, and then permitted them to build around it and live there. And he said to them, if you reside in the sacred area around the house, the Arabs will dignify you and will not permit fighting you, and no one will be able to expel you. They said, You are our leader, and we will follow you. So then he settled them around the house. Another example of their honoring the Kaaba. When the Kaaba was burned and then subsequently flooded, it caused cracks were propagated within it. Quraysh accordingly wished to rebuild it. Abu Wahb bin Amru al-Mahrumi stood up and said, O people of Quraysh, only an upright person should contribute to building it. The wages of a woman of ill repute should not be used, nor should money of usury be used, or any unlawfully gained money should not be used. Then the people were apprehensive to demolish it. So Al-Walid bin Mughira said, I will start, and then he took an axe and started to dismantle it. Then the people gathered around him that night and said, We will see if he is stricken, and if so, we will not dismantle it. Then Al-Walid woke up in a sound state, and he continued dismantling, and the people joined him. Due to the veneration and honoring of the Kaaba in their hearts, they hesitated to demolish it, even if it was for the purpose of rebuilding it. This is amazing, considering that they were polytheists and not even Muslims. For whomsoever downplays associating others with Allah 
can easily downplay anything else because it is the greatest sin. But Allah embedded the love of his house and its sanctity in their hearts. Another example of their honoring the house. When they returned from their traveling or hunting caravans, they would start by making tawaf around it before going to their homes. And it was related in Hamza bin Abdul Muttalab's story of embracing Islam, that when he returned from hunting, he would perform tawaf around the Kaaba before going to his family. Another example of their honoring the house is what Amr al-Hudhali mentioned. I saw Quraysh open the Kaaba on Mondays and Thursdays, and they did not enter the Kaaba wearing shoes. They saw that as a major issue. They used to place their shoes under the stairs. The first person to remove his shoes before entering as a sign of honoring was Al-Walid bin Al-Mughira. This practice came from him. And from the signs of Allah the Exalted with regards to honoring the Kaaba is that the Kaaba in the period of ignorance was not the only structure to be honored by the Arabs, but the Kaaba was the only one of them to remain. The Arabs had many Kaabas that they used to make pilgrimage to, perform tawaf around, and worship at. Every Kaaba had an area of sanctity around it, similar to how the Kaaba has Mecca. The Imam of history, Muhammad bin Ishaq, said, The Arabs took with the Kaabas other houses of worship. They used to honor these like they honored the Kaaba. They had coverings on them and servants dedicated to them. Offerings were made to them like offerings are made, were made at the Kaaba. They used to perform tawaf around them like they performed tawaf around the Kaaba. Also, they used to offer sacrifices at them. Where are all these Kaabas? Where are all their sacred areas? Where are all the servants dedicated to them? Where are, where are those who used to worship at them? They all disappeared and are just history that is simply read. And the true Kaaba remains. Its sacred area remains. The people worshiping at it remain. Worshiping through prayer, hajj, tawaf around it. From the start of the Prophet Sallallahu mission until today, until the end of time. Abraham built a Kaaba in Sana'a as a replacement for the Kaaba in Mecca. In this regard, he wrote to An-Najashi, O king, I have built for you a church, the likes of which have not built for any king before you, and I will not stop until I divert the Hajj of the Arabs to it. But the Arabs did not turn away from the true Kaaba in Mecca, and they did not make Hajj to the counterfeit Kaaba in Yemen. Rather, some of them even relieve themselves within it as an act of belittling it. Abraham got to the point where he felt compelled to send an army to destroy the Meccan Kaaba. Allah demolished this army by sending against them birds and flocks, striking them with stones of hard clay. This increased the reverence of the Arabs for the Kaaba of Allah the Exalted, and they knew that Allah the Exalted protected it from the one intending to destroy it. Surah Al-Fil, verses 1-5 to Have you not seen, O Prophet, how your Lord dealt with the army of the elephant? Did he not make their plot go astray, and sent against them birds in flocks, striking them with stones of hard clay, and he made them like eaten straw? O Muslims, people's reverence and honoring of the sacred house throughout the times is a clear sign to the aware that the sacred house is the house of Allah the Exalted. 
that he selected to be the best spot on the earth, and so that his religion would remain until the end of time. And Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, what has excellent commentary on this clear sign, indicating the authenticity of this right religion. He said, And so Allah the Exalted designated the Kaaba, the sacred house, from the time that Ibrahim built it to these times, for veneration, honoring, and attracting the hearts to it. And it is known that the kings and others built fortresses, cities, and palaces, using great, well-built methodologies and tools. After only a short while, they crumble and are degraded. And the Kaaba is a house built from black stones in a valley without vegetation. There is nothing there to attract people like gardens, water, or other things. Rather, the path to it is paved with a great amount of fear, fatigue, hunger, thirst, and what only Allah knows of uh, peril. And in spite of this, Allah the exalted placed in people's hearts a longing for it to a decree, degree that only Allah the exalted knows. He made for the house glory, honor, and greatness that humble the necks of the people of the earth, so that the greatest kings go to it. There they will be in humility and in need, like one of the ordinary people. And the one who built it died thousands of years ago. For this reasons, the for this reason. This matter of the house puzzled philosophers, astrologers, because it is outside the limits of their brains, understanding, and knowledge. O Muslims, whomsoever intend to go to make pilgrimage to the sacred house to perform Hajj or Umrah, but was not able to go, was not able to perform this great deed, the deed for the door for making uh, good deeds is still wide open. For we are in the sacred month of Dhul Hijjah. And the Prophet ﷺ said about these days, as reported by Ibn Abbas, عنه, there are no days in which righteous deeds are more beloved to Allah than these ten days. That is the first ten days of Dhul Hijjah. So we should do all kinds of good deeds, particularly making the remembrance of Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said in this regard, as reported by Abdullah ibn Umar anhu, there are no days greater in the sight of Allah and in which righteous deeds are more beloved to Him than these ten days. So during this time, recite a great deal of tahleel, takbir, and tahmeed. Fasting is also prescribed in these days, particularly the day of Arafat. Life is short. And however, the journey to paradise is long and dangerous. So we should stock up on good deeds. Also, we should not belittle any good deed. For Allah says from Surah Al-Zanzala, verses 7 and 8, So whosoever does an Adam's weight of good will see it. And whoever does an Adam's worth of evil will see it. Let us seize every opportunity to do all kinds of good deeds and compete for the everlasting paradise. May Allah make us among those who venerate, glorify, and honor the symbols of Allah. For indeed, it is from the piety of the hearts. Hada wa salatu salam ala rasulillah.